at uh, the Greyhounds now. Who better to look back over the year than George Ferrucci? How are you, George? G'day, Cosy. How are you, mate? I'm terrific. I'm just re- sort of reflecting a little bit. What a wonderful year for greyhound racing it's been. The prize money has gone through the roof, which is a benefit to owners, trainers, everyone connected with the game. The publicity it's got has just been enormous, but there have been the stars there to keep it buoyant the whole way through the year. Oh, absolutely. And it all started, I think, on New Year's Day last year when Zippy Tesla took out the Silver Chief with one of the most remarkable victories you'll see coming from well back to to claim victory on the line. And then, you know, we've seen the dominance of She's a Pearl um, in her home state, the dominance of Wow She's Fast in her home state. And we always dreamt of them two meeting and finally we got to see it in that shootout where Wow She's Fast won. Obviously, the Dream Chasers Carnival was incredible as well. <clears throat> as well, we've seen Wow She's Fast take out the Phoenix. And I think it finished um, with, with Team Delbridge having an unbelievable finish to the year. Um, with the likes of Yachi Bale taking out the Melbourne Cup and then Jarek Bale going back-to-back in the in the Sale Cup. So there were just so many highlights, mate, mm. pardon me. And you know what? 2023 promises to be just as big. It, it certainly doesn't stop, as we mentioned yesterday, on on, uh, on Mick Felgate's show with um, with uh, Matty. Um, you know, the Warrigal Cup will be on very soon and then the Terrelgan Cup and then we're straight into the Australian Cup Carnival. Yeah. So, it doesn't end. George, the other good thing, and, and uh, this is a, a compliment for the connections, all of them were so easy to deal with. Yeah, look, I, I have to hand it to the trainers, and, and it, it's through no fault of their own, and I think it happens all over the other three codes as well. Probably five or ten years ago, they were a little bit more gun-shy in front of the media, and it's certainly not because they've had media training, but I think they see other trainers do it and realise, well, yeah, look, it's not that hard, we've just got to talk about our dog and and go from there. And we really have to thank them for giving up their time throughout um, the Dream Chasers uh, on RSN, but also week in, week out with with your show and Maddie's show on the big on Big V Racing. We get some terrific stories, which I said will continue in 2023. But they have got a lot better at at, uh, mm. at talking to the media. We, we don't ask them for a, what what their dog trolled for a, a sneaky tip um, or anything like that. We just we just speak to them about greyhounds have got an exposed form, and um, and we try our best. And the other thing with grey, I think possibly may contribute to the boom of greyhound racing. But I tell you what, when you walk around town, the number of people now who have a, a retired greyhound as a pet is incredible. Well, I say this all the time. When I, I don't know how it was when you were growing up too, Cosy, but when I was young, I mean, I had greyhounds. My dad had greyhounds when I was two or three, so I knew their temperament, but. People would cross the road when they'd see a greyhound come because they'd have this scary um, metal muzzle on and they'd think, oh, they must be a dangerous dog. Nothing could be further from the truth. They are honestly, um, then when I had kids, they're always dagging on them, pulling their tail, all that. Greyhounds just don't care. They are the most beautiful dogs. And I think people have started to realise that. Um, and you're right. You, you, and I, every time I see someone in the street, I, I try to stop and, and give the greyhound a pat and that. You know, they're, they've pretty much all got the same temperament. They just want to a hug and a little bit of affection and they're right to go. Well, yeah, I had a friend yesterday who had a, a heck of a shock at a, a rescue dog and uh, not a greyhound. And um, he's been terrific, this bloke. And then yesterday he got out the gate and he went straight for another one and uh, yeah. got him off before any damage was done. But, you know, he hadn't shown that. But you don't know what was in his passport, bloke, either. Uh, no, you don't. And, th- and that's, how the been having, that's the beauty of having uh, something like the Greyhound Adoption Program. They take them through probably a set of skills, um, more so living indoors with mm. other animals, that type of thing. But 
as I said, I've been around them for over 40 years. I haven't even had one sort of look sideways at me. Honestly, they are the most beautiful animals. And as we always say, they're certainly not rescued. They are retired and, um, you know, they, they retire on a couch, most of them. And, oh, look, um, some of those uh, big names like Wow, She's Fast and She's a Pearl, uh, you'd think they'd be enjoying some filet mignon um, in the not too distant future. <laughs> hey, just out of interest, for people listening to you, I wouldn't mind getting a, a gap dog. They're fine for apartments, aren't they? Absolutely. Just as long as you can, you can take them for a walk. Mm. Um, greyhounds are, 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 are ones that like a, a burst of energy. I've, I've got a, a couple of whippets and they are very similar in a sense that they'll run around the backyard for five minutes like crazy and then they'll sleep for 23 hours. Yeah. And I think that's what, a, that's essentially what a greyhound does. If you've got a, a spot for him on the couch, he's got his um, guts full. Um, he's happy. You know, he, he or she are happy. So, Look, you know, they they do what the, people call zoomies. They just run around the backyard like crazy or people let them go in an area where they can. They have a, a blowout and they're right to go. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Wow, she's fast. Where do you think we'll see her next year? What races? Yeah, look, I think the Tem Lee, it will definitely be on the cards. That's the invitation-only race at the Meadows. So imagine that. I mean, we, we got to see that unbelievable race and we might get to see her against Amron Boy again. Hopefully both are sound fit and ready to go so that'll be a hand-picked eight greyhounds incredible uh that we're only a couple of months from that and hey, then, uh, yeah, go on. yeah just going to say the hand-picked eight do you think that'll be much different from what we saw at the phoenix oh i think there'll be a lot that are the same yeah absolutely i think that'll be a lot that are the same it'd be interesting to see what they do with yachi bale for instance mm. because he he's a melbourne cup winner do they drop him back to the 500 in a sense that, you know, he would he would get an automatic start in that because he's a Group 1 winner in a Melbourne Cup? But I noticed that he's in tomorrow at the Meadows over 600, so they're pushing along for a little bit further distance. But, yeah, essentially there's races like the Fours of Thunder coming up at, at Sydney, which might have a say. It'll be great if we see She's a Pearl back down here. Not sure if that's on her agenda. But, yeah, look, um, I'd say that would be seriously considering, considering that she... She really didn't finish that far away from where she's fast, and you, you've sort of got to have another crack. So it's so. This is, uh, and I said it on with Matt yesterday. Greyhound racing out of the three codes. It's the one code that doesn't have an off button. Yeah. Um, you know, that, there there is the Dream Chasers Carnival where we hit an apex where we've got so many good races, but it just it really never stops. So um, it's great that we get that in, in February at the Meadows. Yep, and the carnivals can just continue on, as you said, because we have uh, the Spring Carnival here, the Autumn Carnival. Uh, you go to Queenstown for the winter carnival, that sort of thing. Sydney, it clashes a bit with the spring and the autumn. But the Greyhounds, just 12 months of the year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've got the Gippsland Carnival now where we have three country cups. We'll have a lot of group racing in the new year at, at Wentworth Park with the Derby, the Futurity, the Paws of Thunder, and then back to the Meadows. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. And just like Queensland with the winter carnival with the Gallops, we have a winter carnival for the dogs as well where that race is now worth a million dollars in total prize money, the Brisbane Cup. So I know you've got a couple of greyhounds, Cos. You might want to invest and get a couple more. I think yeah. that's on the chart, right? Yeah, well, these two should be getting ready. Well, they should be racing shortly, I'd imagine. Fingers crossed, I'll go all right. They've, uh, they've trialled okay, so we'll get them to the track shortly. Beautiful, mate. Now, Wow She's Fast has won, <laughs> saying it sounds crazy, $2.25 million. George, how long is it going to be before we could get you know, see a dog win four or five million? Yeah, look, it might not be as long as people think. Um, look, we've got a couple of million dollar races, and what ends up happening is that if the sport continues on in its merry way, we might see a race worth two million. 
um, Cozzy, in the, in the not-too-distant future. The, the way the prize money levels are increasing um, everywhere, I wouldn't be surprised if someone, somebody, you know, backs themselves and, and makes it the most, you know, the richest race in the world again. That title is always changing. It was the Million Dollar Chase, then it was the Phoenix for a while, it was the Melbourne Cup. Like, my goodness, everyone is just looking for that top mantle. So, uh, to answer your question, probably within the next two or three years, Cosmo, mm. I'd say, yeah. George, has there been feedback already from the slot holders from the Phoenix? Because a lot of them, you know, they had a ball. They loved it. Yeah, I spoke to people from the Meadows. Um, the the um, initial discussions they had were that people were keen to reinvest again. Um, so, and it was obviously the exposure. Like, I keep coming back to Peter, Peter Sadler Transport, which, you know, the exposure for his company was fantastic. The, the initiatives he was creating for his staff, that they were going to win parts of the prize money, was brilliant. I think people are starting to realise now that they can get their name right out there. And you know what, Cosy, it's a race that doesn't just have publicity for the week. Even two or three months in the lead-up to it, you know, there's the announcement of the slot holders, then there's the announcement of the dogs. There's always seem, seemingly something happened around the Phoenix. So I, I tell you, there were some um, naysayers when the initial uh, Phoenix was announced. Uh, there are less of them now. Uh, and as we go along, there's probably going to be even even less. So... Uh, I, I just think it was a it was a positive result all around. Yeah, and the thing is, this is a year by year situation with the Phoenix, whereas the Everest in uh, in Sydney is a three year commitment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So look, that might be something the Meadows tinker with. I'm not sure, but at this stage, it's just a year by year, and we've seen a couple of them change from the first year to the second. We've seen a couple come back for the second year, but uh, yeah, look, it, it's it's very interesting for an owner like myself. If if I have mm. a greyhound, Cosy that I think is good enough for the Phoenix, all of a sudden I've got to be thinking about getting a slot. If I, you know, or, or getting involved with someone who I know will get a slot. Because it's just, there's just too much money involved. It was interesting when the, the Everest first came out and some of the, the naysayers were very, very vocal and bagging it and so forth. And um, I actually said to a few of them, have you read the conditions and how it's structured? No. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, I'd suggest you keep your mouth shut because you're just going to make a bigger fool of yourself. You have no idea what you're talking about. Well, look, I mean, in, and in fairness to Sportsbet, I think the way they structured their prize money allotment was unbelievable. In the first year, they gave a large majority of their cash to the Greyhound Adoption Program. Yeah. And this year, GRV clubs uh, provincially uh, are getting uh, a share in the prize money each to imp- upgrade some of their facilities. So, look, you know, and the other, the other thing I heard was it's only for the rich people. Well, to try telling people that were part of Peter Sadler Transport that it's only for the rich people because they were going to they were going to win out if El Dorado had won the race. So, um, and you know what it's like, Cosy. If you've got a dog who's very very fast, you could be a battler that's um, struck it lucky with a dog, and you can be involved in a slot. Exactly. Doesn't mean that you are rich. You are just involved with someone who's got a slot. So. Yep. Yeah, look, there's there's a, there's a lot of ways to go about it. Well, you need a fast greyhound, George, and we've got to find a lot more of those. I'll just do a yeah. quick update on the uh, sixth at Bendigo. It's due in about four minutes. One flying jelly is ten dollars. Two Pierre Bale a dollar seventy five. Three Roxy Smirnoff five fifty. Four Blue Tequila fifteen. Five Lecter flying thirteen. Six Clantown Ryan seventeen. Seven Phoenix flight twenty six. Eight out nine Galaxy Oasis five dollars. And ten is out. The favourite number two Pierre Bale a dollar seventy five. Amron Boy. What's the future there? Because he is just a terrific greyhound. Yeah, he is. Look, hopefully, again, they've had such a big campaign in November and December that we don't expect to see them any time soon. But as I said, it doesn't take long before the big races start. I think Feb 11 
is the, the, the Tem Lee race. So, what, we're talking about, a, you know, five weeks away, Gozzi. So, I think that's where we'll see him. We might see him in a lead-up race before then, but um, everyone keeps mentioning to me, you know, if he comes back as good as he can, um, is he going to be the best dog in the country? Well, he almost is right now, to be honest. I mean, wow, she's fast has defeated him in the last two occasions, but I think even connections of wow, she's fast know that they've got a real challenger on their hands here, and yeah, can't wait to see what he does. And, and I think you made the point too, Cosin. Look, we might not see it, but it'd be scary to think what he would run over six hundred. Yeah, that he's so strong at the end, and he wants to chase. That's the difference. So I mean, he really wants to win. Uh, there was a stage there where I thought he was going to win in the Phoenix. He just. Yes, I'll tell you what, it was so close. But there, there were stages there where he was four or five lengths behind, who many say is the, the fastest greyhound we've seen in the last four or five years, and he nearly got the job done. George, if you looked for an Achilles heel with him, and I'm being ultra, ultra picky, is it the fact that he just loves the rail that much? Yeah, and, and I think he's not one of those greyhounds who is absolutely elite to the first mark. And we've seen that again um, in the Phoenix. So that's the concern. Um, if he draws out wide and he's looking to shift towards the fence, he's not blessed with the most early speed, and then all of a sudden he has to rely on luck. Um, and we've seen him get beaten in the heat of the Melbourne Cup. That sort of... It, it, it certainly hasn't been his fault on, on some of those occasions, but that's cost him some serious prize money because he could have been in the Melbourne Cup. He could have been Yachi Bale, to be honest, in, in a sense of coming from behind to win if he had made the final. So, look, there's, um, he's still so quick that he's able to offset a lot of that. But, look, if he's drawn box one, um, watch out. All right. I'm going to mention a dog, Rejuvenate. Potential. Yeah. Heap of it. Yeah, look, and we discussed Hot Scotch, didn't we, yeah. tomorrow at the Meadows. We just, we discussed that his last two wins at both Sandown and the Meadows were absolutely incredible. And I think it's common knowledge that Rejuvenate's the quicker of the two. Um, so, look, his first win in the heat of the Silver Chief running 29.46 at, at the Meadows is r- ridiculous. Forget his, his final run. I think he pulled up a little bit sore. Amron Boyd found the front. He wasn't going to run him down. It was the only time he'd ever missed the place. He'll come back bigger and better. Um, I'm really, really interested to see what he'll run around Sandown if his brother is running low 29. Uh, a really special, special dog. All right. Who will be the, the superstar of next year? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. Look, I think if Amron Boy stays sound, we've, we've, there's some more group wins in him. There's no doubt. And, and it, that could come as early as February. So he's the, he's the easy choice for me. I think if Rejuvenate gets his starts right and starts to, to really turn into a race dog, I think he's got the ability to be anything, that dog. Uh, he, you know, the fact that at his first 500 metres at the Meadows, he was a length and a half outside the track record because he, he's incredible. And when as fast as Amron Boy, that's, that's pretty special. So... Um, really looking forward to rejuvenate. Hopefully it's one of yours, Cosy, as well. Hopefully <laughs> we're talking here and you're flying up to Sydney to watch it in a golden Easter egg, mate. But um, you just never know in this sport. Look, there's some greyhounds haven't even started yet that could absolutely dominate next year. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, well, a couple of them in, a few of the racing boys. We uh, were in the syndicate and there by Barcia Bale out of Zipping Blondie. She's a little sister to Zipping Garth. He was pretty smart and he said, stud now. But the thing is, I've had well-bred beasts in the past and I could have beaten some of them too, George. Well, I tell you, it's, um, yeah, you need pedigree on your side, but it doesn't always work. And old, my old boss, Bill Pearson, used to say that uh, I've got a greyhound by half-bred and he's by sandwich. Um, and, you know, sometimes that is absolutely true, that it's not always 
It's not always the best bred greyhounds that no. get you there, but it, it, it certainly helps. You've got a really, really good breed there. So. Now, George, you've got a couple of winners for us. We've got uh, Geelong and also Warnable. Yeah, we do. We'll kick off at Warnable. Race two, number eight, a greyhound called Anna U Pest. She won impressively on debut, trained by Matt Wright, who had the, the flying lightning crank um, back in the day. Um, has had no luck in her last two. From the wide draw, she's got some good speed. That's her home track. I think she'll be winning race two, number eight. Geelong, there's a couple we like. Race six, number six, Anchor Rope. I think there's a bit of a drop in class for him, and despite the box draw, he should get into a nice enough position early and be hard to beat. Race nine, number two, Trending Yale, is a maiden who's had three starts and showed really good form at the Meadows in those three runs. Placed in all of them, coming back from a spell, would be schooled on the track, and uh, another one that I think will be hard to beat. And the other one is race 11, number five, Dick Dag, who was a really eye-catching second at Geelong last start. You'll have your heart in your mouth because he's not a good beginner, but with an ounce of luck, he's got class, this dog, and I think he'll be hard to beat. So race six, number six, race nine, number two, race 11, number five at Geelong, and an audible tonight, probably the best uh, for all four uh, race two, number eight. Good on you, George. Have a wonderful new year, and we'll talk to you next year. No worries, mate. You too. Thanks a lot, George Ferrugia.